And so that's when I said, there's not enough Please. potato salad. Pull over. <laughs> Pull over one. Welcome to Two and a Half Weaves, the slightly more casual anime podcast. This is why your co-host, Ben Bowen, and he's gone through some traumatic shit. <laughs> that's fair. And this is Clark Duncan. If you're wondering if Ben's voice broke that entire time, your answer is yes. Yes. He's gone through puberty again. Yeah, it's a, it's a disappointing yeah. time for him right now. My name is Dallas Garner. I am the traumatic experiences he is going through right now. And I'm just a casual observer. We're talking about fate, guys. Um, and how it's just the most beautiful mess. Yeah. We're it not, is, it is just to clarify, we're not talking about Bowen's fate of being forever alone. No, that's because that's not a that's hot That's a mess. completely different that is, thing. That is a very <laughs> sorrowful mess. When we, when we speak of fate, uh, we refer to... The anime. An anime franchise. Slash manga, slash visual novel, it, slash... You could call Japanese it... media franchise. <laughs> Multiverse banding, oh. parallel universes and timelines. And... Imagine the Marvel Universe, but more messy. Well, like, let's say Marvel was... Like, <laughs> let's say Marvel's canon was... It is collectively built in separate games, books... But it is, TV though. TV shows... <laughs> No, it's no. not really from... They're all separate canons. And, and oh, that's true. If, You're right. You're if, right. That's right. The singular canon of this one entity has been established through every possible medium that they could get their hands on. Imagine if the Marvel Universe Including was... merchandise. Like every that, Marvel like merchandise was... really awful Marvel game that came out. Imagine if that was canon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. That's kind of like the issues we're, we're running into. Yeah. Uh, it is a complicated franchise, and according to some weebless, like weeb tests I've seen online, just having seen any of it puts you several tiers uh, <laughs> into weebdom. So am I, am I an S-tier weeb now? No. No. <laughs> I mean, like... Well, well, there's probably, no. Well, it isn't S-tier weeb. There's probably going to be like an SS-tier and an SSR-tier. <laughs> USSR-tier. And then a USSR-tier. Serving the Soviet, Soviet Union. Union. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, to break it down simply, Fate is a multiverse featuring magic and... Dark uh, themes... Well, not all of them are as dark as others. Depends like, on the show you're watching. It, it, there's a unifying principle throughout all of them that becoming some sort of legend or hero of a story kind of cements your existence in the universe, just to put it simply, because we don't need to go into the nuance mm -hmm. of that. And uh, the memories of your valor and the things you did in life can be summoned as physical entities referred to as servants. Um, each show is going to use the summoning of servants in some weird different ways. Variations of um, ways. It's But the most common way is to fight in a war. The most common way is to beat each other to death with it. Um, violently. Violently. Very Usu violently. Usually to the death includes violence. You, I say that usually, usually. Usually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think it would be better if cellos were involved instead of violins. 
Which, by the way, the storyline can be can be complicated. We love it though. Like it, the the act when you actually the shows are themselves are amazing. The the hard part is understanding where shows relate to other shows. Other shows. Where do you start? If you watch the, what what? That's a question. <laughs> yes. oh. oh boy. But for, oh. The, for the beginning of Fate, it started in two thousand and four, with an adult visual novel. Yep. Um, and it had. Three routes being a visual novel, you know, each route corresponds to a hot single lady you can seduce. Mm-hmm. Um, the protagonist is our homeboy, Shiro Emiya. Yep, yeah, he is. He gets put into what they call a Holy Grail War, where you got seven different masters who summon seven different legends which are legendary heroes throughout history and And legend and and folklore it's kind of a battle royale setup yeah um winner gets access to the holy grail and they get to make a wish Mm -hmm. Um, and none of them want to wish for hentai what is wrong with them (laughs) i mean if, if we yeah. go by the original visual it's novel, already, it's already there. They don't have to wish for it. They don't have to wish for it. It's already there. Each of the masters have their own wishes to go they along with. They have their own reasons. Their own reasons for wanting the... Yeah, and then their servants all have different reasons for wanting the cup as well. Uh, some of them don't want a, it at all. Everybody some just wants the cup. Some of them do not care. Well, not, not all of them want oh, it. Yeah, some of them don't care, and they're just there for the fun of it. I and, don't really understand. And, and just for some clarification as we go, a, a lot of servants are referred to by their class mm-hmm. rather than by the actual name of their character. It's true. Um, and there are seven classes, and when you have the war, one slot of each class is filled. Mm-hmm. So you have our knight classes, which is like Saber, Lancer, Lancer and uh, Archer. An archer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have in the others we have writer, assassin, caster, who is gonna be the most different out of all of them because they're just a cool mage. Mm-hmm. What's the other one? I'm yeah, berserker. I'm missing berserker. Berserker. They're the swole guys. And that's all you need to know for now. Well, yes, and that's all you need to know. There's technically more classes, but we're not gonna get into yes. that. Um, and those. Seven, oftentimes the characters will be referred to respectively in their show as that class. Mm-hmm. So in the Fate fandom, and this only makes it more confusing, you may be talking about Archer, but if someone walks into the conversation and has no idea which show you're talking about, there could be like 20 different Archers you could be referring yes. to in that moment. Um, it gets worse once you start playing Fate Go. Oh, undoubtedly. And so... Um, so like for example, uh, like I was going to mention a character who uh, no- notoriously uh, does not care about the Grail is referred to as Archer. Can't tell you his hero name because that's actually a hella spoiler. Yeah. But th- there's a character in, in, in Fate Unlimited Blade Works who you explore a lot who has zero interest and he's just here because he has to be. Yep. 
Um, in this, uh, in this, in this visual novel, the three routes, uh, they're kind of intended to be done in order, and basically every fate kind of just stems off of the world building that was set up here. Yes. Now, the, objectively, the best way to get into the fate franchise is with this visual novel. It tells the story in the best way, with the most clarity, you know... It's good. It's enjoyable. Like the only thing that's wrong with it <laughs> is it's gonna take you a hot second to get it. Somewhere around a hundred to a hundred and fifty hours, depending on reading speed, to complete the whole thing. It's not short. <laughs> and if you don't have that kind of time commitment you want to make in your life, you're not alone. But if you do, um, please read the visual novel. You can read the visual novel. <laughs> Sort of. The problem is, it's not actually in America. Mm -hmm, legally. Nor has it been officially translated in English. However, uh, a dedicated fan base has... They, they've created mods where they have translated it themselves to English. Mm -hmm. And you can uh, acquire the game and these mods. Um, if you go to the subreddit, r slash night, they have a pinned message where they just give you detailed instructions on how you can go about getting it. Uh, and downloads things to look for, how to configure your settings and everything. And then you can get going, seducing your fate waifus. Mm -hmm. That's <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. And learn about magic. Mm -hmm. Now, if you don't have, you know, like a life, anything that would occupy your time, that, that's a great option. Go for it. <laughs> now, or for the majority of you, that will probably not be an option. Or you'll start it and get, like, probably a chapter in and then forget about it. Possible. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm you, looking directly at you, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, listen. I haven't forgotten about it. Uh -huh. I've just been preoccupied with my Genshin Impact waifus, <laughs> who love me very much. <laughs> so, you, so you're saying you have priorities here that yes. are not fate. Okay. It's, so, it's, it's definitely so, a priority issue rather so it, than... <laughs> It takes a certain level of focus. It does, yeah. To to play that game, like I can't watch a show and do that. No, because it's nothing but story, right? Right, so I yeah. Kind of have to, you know, story building, world building. It. It's not like a game where I can grind while I watch a TV show and mm -hmm. pause my show when the story bits happen. It's <laughs> yeah. all story bits. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, all story bits. You know, and also I don't know how to manage my life. Fair. Yes. Relatable. Um, so we're going to talk about the adaptations that have been made specifically for this visual novel yep. before we get into any of the other faith things that exist. Right, we'll, we'll talk about those. And this is probably the category we're going to yeah. spend the majority of our time in. I, I will briefly go over Grand Order a little bit because I just find that a well, very I mean, fascinating. I, yeah, and I've seen a couple of the, the yeah. prior images you watch. And we can, we're going to talk mostly about the the just plain fate universe just because we have more experience with it it's also kind of just like considered one of, it's, it's, it's like it's like most widely considered to be like the, the core yeah, the core of it it's where most people have seen everything it's where mm -hmm. people tend to start i mean that's where i mean not to say that the other adaptations in the other universe no, <laughs> not to say they're bad, but they're but but when you when you look at the the Usually, masterpiece that is when when someone says the masterpiece of the Fate universe, they are talking about. Kind of they are talking about bits. 
the, the, the main fate can. The main fate, the main fate story here. And also, there's going to be a lot of things if you try to watch the other shows. They're going to make absolutely zero sense because yeah. they kind of assume that you've already watched. They or under, yeah. They want you to have that base understanding yeah. of the servants, the summoning, the magic systems, all of that stuff mm-hmm. about the actual fate storyline, um, and they want you to go on from that point on to explore other aspects. Like, what if we changed this aspect of it? Mm-hmm. You know, um, like Fate Extra is essentially they're in a program. Um, and but it takes everything from Fate Stay Night mm-hmm. and puts it in a program like video game type form, right? While being a video game, it's bizarre. I've um, heard that it's trash. That's all. I've, that's all I've heard. It's we'll get to it. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> so uh, we're we're gonna do so for the adaptations of the main Fate canon. We have Fate Zero, which to call this one an adaptation might be a, a bit of a stretch. It's because a, this wasn't actually in the game. Fate Zero is a prequel to uh, everything that happened in the video game. Now, the reason why we're mentioning it here, A, it's freaking fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really funny, though, just to yeah. bridge off of this for a little bit. It's funny because when you look at the Fate uh, fandom and you approach them and say, hey, where should I start? Oh, you're going to be... You are asking for... Have you ever been in a political conversation on the internet? It's one of the most toxic things, right? This is about that toxic, but probably times two because this is more personal to these people than it's more personal to these people. And we're going to give our recommendations for starting points. Please argue Um, about them in the comments. Please tell us why we're wrong in the comments. (laughs) YouTube, please. Um, But to satiate uh, those, I can already hear typing. Yes, the visual novel is technically the best way to do it. But for those who have lives, here's some other options. (laughs) Right. Um, So Fate Zero, it's a prequel. It's fantastic. It's made by Ufotable. And I'm going to give you a spoiler. All the good fate adaptation fate adaptations are made by Ufotable. What do you mean? Those are the only fate adaptations. Studio Dean doesn't exist, and I will. I meant refuse. like of the core fate. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not talking about the other franchises. No, okay. Just in this core fate line. Are, are yeah, you uh, ben the Dean? only ones there are, are are Ufotable. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. they're, yeah. they're, no, no, there's <laughs> the, the other one does we'll not exist. Um, so fate Zero. It's a prequel. We have a general consensus that this, if yeah. you're going in through the anime, is the best starting point. Because it, it takes a lot of care in explaining how the whole universe works. It's exciting. Uh-huh. Um, it Visually, it's impressive. Matt Mercer is the main character, and I love that man. I... I think it's funny. We can make this comparison to the Star Wars fandom as well because there's, like, the whole fight, like, no, you have to start from, like, episode four because that was technically the first one that was made. No, 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 no. Like, that's not how that works. Well, you could say the same thing with the Monogatari series. There's an argument about whether you you should watch logical order or or do you watch watch it uh, release order? Yeah. Yeah. Or do you mix it up? Because there's a mix order, too. Yeah. <laughs> and and anyway. so, so Fate Zero uh, also provides a lot of context for everything that happens in the rest of it's it. It's my favorite. That it tends to not explain. True. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of, like, it will reference things that happened in the previous Holy Grail War all the time. And Fate Zero is said previous Holy Grail War. And things... 
in my opinion, really just start to make sense when you're watching in that order. Yeah, yeah. prequel and then the rest of the fate routes. Yeah, like, Fate Zero is so integral to what happens in Unlimited Blade Works and beyond that it's 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 very... Reco- like, if you were to go at it and you're like, say you did the visual novel first, it would be very beneficial to go back and either read or watch Fate Zero. Oh, yeah. Because it just provides that little bit more context to what's actually happening in Fate Stay Night. I feel like you really, like, especially if you're watching it and you're not going through the visual novel, I feel like you don't understand Shiro's character at all without watching Zero first. Yeah, I stick with it because Shiro, his adoptive father, is the main character in Fate Zero. And just about everything about Shiro's personality is based off, is based off of two things. One, oh. the way Fate Zero ended, yeah, um, which left a lot of trauma. And B, just the, the philosophies that his father <laughs> previously followed and then switched away from. Maybe we should preface that Fate Zero is not the happiest one in the series, too. Definitely not. It um, is. I just, oh, can we pause for a second and appreciate <laughs> the fact that Garner said one and then B? <laughs> Can we just, I'm sorry, I had to pause for a second. An example of things that might be confusing in the other, in the, in the other mainline fate stuff that Fate Zero explains. Um, there's a character in Fate Zero. He is summoned into the Archer class. He's Gilgamesh, the you know ancient Sumerian king of Uruk, um, and he is in. The, the 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 normal fate ones, but like they take zero effort to explain why he's there because he's not one of the summoned servants in those. He just shows up and is a major character in all of them for no apparent reason. But Fate Zero explains why he is there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, th- there is a debate to be had that you can start with. The, the original adaptation, the 2006 Studio Dean adaptation called Fate Stay Night. And this, this is an adaptation of the first of the three routes. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's pretty, it explains the, the concept of the world. It you know, sets the stage for the rest of the novels. It's where you'd be starting if you started in the visual novel. All these are great points as to why it should be the starting point. But it's terrible. But it's, it's awful. An absolutely awful garbage adaptation. Like we, like we, we've only seen clips we've from only it, seen a couple and clips. we are still terrified to take the well, DVD I have on the shelf and actually watch it. The, the voice acting is rough. Oof, yes. Uh, the animation... Even rougher. ...is... I mean, it's more like if you colored in some manga pages and then, like, rapidly flashed them in front of someone's eyes. <laughs> kind of what it looks like. Yeah, it... Um, and then it also tries to incorporate plot elements from the other routes, which aren't canon to this route, in it. And so it starts to become kind of confusing. And so... If it was a marvelously beautiful adaptation, I don't think there would be so much of a debate as but it, where to start. But it's so franchise because that would be the correct start. But it's just bad. It's awful. It, it, it's it, it's not like it's like it's like imagine them in, for your Star Wars analogy. Right. right? Let's 
imagine, pretend episode four was just absolutely terrible, right? Right. I mean, then the debate would be a lot more like diverse, right? I think. Yeah. But instead, if you look at it logically, they were all pretty terrible. <laughs> just kidding. That was a hot take. Y'all be fine. Don't don't so burn me in the comments. That I didn't want to get attacked in the comments. <laughs> I see you have fear. So. Godspeed. Godspeed. I'm about to be crucified. We all um, have controversial um, opinions about Star Wars. And so, if you if you are one, I love Star Wars. Don't get me wrong. If what you care about when getting into fate is going through the quote-unquote correct method, but you don't want to do a visual novel, technically you should do the 2006 Face Day Night. Yep. But if you love yourself, <laughs> so you do Face do Zero. Else. So just to summarize, want first, the prequel, Fate Zero. Mm -hmm. B. Okay. <laughs> I will beat you with So, B. I will allow audio evidence of ending your pathetic single lonely life. Unlimited Blade Works, and then Triangle, what we're about to talk about next. Okay, okay. And then Green, you can go for the original Studio team. Can't see this. The bed is obstructing justice. <laughs> oh my arm! <laughs> well, that was loud. We're about to peak that mic oh. really hard. Ow! Oh. <laughs> Sorry, editor, for having to you know work on that. You hit me, and then you apologize. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Um. Anyway, so the so. next one we got is also by Studio Dean, who. I've never we even haven't seen this one. Mm -hmm. We didn't even hear about it until <laughs> later into our entering the fate. But they had an they had an adaptation of the second route, uh, and that is titled Face Day Night Unlimited Blade Works, and it was a movie. It's like fifty minutes long. It's like fifty minutes long. I haven't heard anyone say good or bad things about it. Really. I, I just think it's just so forgotten. Yeah. That nobody cares. <laughs> and that's about all we're going to say on it. However, at some point, Ufotable got the uh, animation job for Fate, and all of a sudden, things got better. A lot better. And they... Uh, did they do they, did they do Unlimited Blade Works and then Zero? No, they did Zero they did first. Oh, they did Zero first, and then they did Unlimited yeah. Blade Works, and so, that's yeah. kind of like why there's One of the a why, why that's there's a, a that's a mm -hmm. and so they they did Fate Zero the prequel, and it was fantastic, beautifully done. The fight scenes are killer, you know. It's it's virtually flawless, mm -hmm. and so then that's they they went on to make sadly not the first route. Uh, of fate, but they then adapted the second route, Unlimited Blade Works. But instead of doing it as a movie like Studio Dean did, it was two seasons. Yeah. yeah, I totally know why they did it though. It's because Sundere is a very, very popular, and that's what that's what. Yeah, Unlimited Red, I think, is in America the most popular of the three yeah. of the three girls. Yeah, I, I think even wrong. in Japan, <laughs> I think in Japan, well, Japan's, that's Artoria. Japan, but, they like Saber. Yeah. Of the first round. It's true. Mm -hmm. um, which... And they're all wrong. Uh, anyway. anyway. And so this adaptation of Unlimited Blade Works is sometimes known as Unlimited Budget Works. Because hot dang <laughs> is it beautifully done. Hot dang did they spend um, a lot of money on that. And, like, and this one, uh, you know, like 
Whereas just the plain fate city night, the first route focuses on Shiro and his relationship to the servant he summoned, Saber. Um, the second one, he is in a relationship with this competing mage named Reen Tosaka. And also uh, her servant, Archer. Um, uh, the, 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 those two characters are kind of like the main focus. Really. Yeah. Um, and Shiro's relationship to the two of them. Mm-hmm. Romantically to one and less romantically <laughs> to the other. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and then after that, we have the Fates Day Night Heavensteel, uh, which is the third route. And this mm-hmm. one was done as a trilogy of three movies. And part of the reason why we're doing this episode is because just recently the final movie of this trilogy came out. Yes. We got to watch it and we want to talk about it, but we felt. Obligated. Some level of context, maybe, <laughs> before we dive into that rabbit hole. Oh, boy. Because here's the thing. Heaven's Feel, in my opinion, that's my favorite route right now. Absolutely love it. It was beautiful. You cannot start with Heaven's Feel. It is an absolute no-no. Like, you you turn on that movie, and I was And this is literally when this I started was, tried to this, introduce you to Fate. This, I tried the, Heaven's Feel yeah, the first. The first Heaven's Feel movie was actually the first Fate thing I ever saw. And in about 20 minutes, I'm like, oh, they didn't write this with people like me in mind. Yeah. They, mean- they assume in Heaven's Feel, you have seen... Unlimited Blade Works and at the very minimum. Yeah, yeah. At, at least at you've least. seen. And they kind, it kind of feels like they also wanted you to see Zero already. Yeah, right? like um, the the quote unquote big twist with that route is revealed in Zero. It's also revealed in Zero. But I feel like there's way more interesting tidbits of plot that Everywhere are much else. more interesting in the Heavens feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, storyline itself than just that one I don't even feel like it's point. that big of a twist, really. No. Like you're like, oh, such and such. Oh, neat, okay. neat. You know? cool. And then you move on. and then, But there's a lot of other cool things you learn in this route that gives context to all the other ones, which is so cool. But you just really cannot start there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the three places we recommend starting, well, with the two places, we recommend two of them, but the three that are kind of community accepted... Fate Zero, mm-hmm. the Studio Dean Fate Day Night, mm-hmm. or uh, Unlimited Blade Works. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. If the you, the reason why you would start with Euphrotable's Unlimited Blade Works first is if you didn't want Fate Zero to ruin that one twist of Heaven's Feel. If that's not important to you, which I don't think it is, because it's, it's not, not even that big of a twist, just go ahead and start with Fate Zero. But if whatever that, if you're interested in Having maximum twistage, that's not the right word. Um, <laughs> then, then unlimited blade works may be a maximum surprise. Twist. Yeah, it, yeah. But personally, I think zero is. I I think you everybody should just start with zero. I mean, the first episode of zero is a bear to get through because it's an it, hour long it's an and hour it's long all episode. exposition. So is the second episode. No, the second episode's sure, not. Isn't the second episode? I thought it was the that's, first and that's second episode. That's Unlimited Blade Works. Oh. Unlimited Blade Works has two that's right. first hour episodes. <laughs> yeah, and then like it that's goes right. to normal episode length. But it, it is a long episode. And the first episode is like mostly exposition. I do remember it's that. It's kind of like important plot details. I think we watched the first episode. I'm need. like, I'm yeah. done for now. It kind of just, it kind of is like. 
here's the info you need to know, and then from like episode two on, it's like we're not holding your hand. Action. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like here's all the relevant stuff you kind of need, and here's the, here's the study uh, guide. We're letting we, go of your hand. Here's the study guide. We're having the test in five minutes. Yes. Please look over. This. Here's your bike. As soon as you get onto the bike, we're taking off the kitty wheels yeah. and shoving you down. And so it's 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 a lot of expedition, introducing the characters, explaining the very basics of how magic works in this world, and then, boom, everyone fights. And from then on, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Um, There's um, Island of Blade Works has two one-hour episodes, but that's be, and and they're each actually covering the same events of how of how Blade Unbelievable Blade Works starts. Mm-hmm. The reason why you got two one-hour segments is because you're watching the same event from two very different perspectives. perspectives. And also, this beginning is canon for all three routes. Yeah. So, like, Heaven's Field does not even cover this segment at all, because it's assuming you've gotten these two Mm -hmm. um, from there. And that's true. If you want to watch Heaven's Field, all you got to do is watch the first two episodes, and then you could go. You probably should watch the entire thing. thing, But you could. Because as I mentioned, the identity of Archer is kind of a spoiler, and there's... Some moments in Heaven's Feel that wouldn't have any impact or meaning to you if you didn't know mm-hmm. things that happened. Who in the were Archer? Route. Who Archer was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, true. Or, or technically, like, I guess you could just watch the two episodes. I feel like there'd be a well. I mean, then you've got the identity of Berserker that you need to kind of know. No, I mean that Berserker's told you very plainly. Yeah, but not in Heaven's Feel. Oh, they actually. They, they don't, don't know. They don't do they? I don't think so. Until the very last until, until movie. We, yeah, until the last movie. But it's he, not a spoiler. It's really. not. He's but Hercu- like he's Hercules. Yeah, right. he's he's Hercules. But like, um, but they don't straight yeah, up tell say, you that until. They don't mention that in Heaven's. They expect again, you to already know that. You're fully mm-hmm. aware that he's right. Hercules. So it would like, be almost a complete surprise if you had just watched Heaven's. Field. And there's Probably, other yeah. servants that. Are just there. Their, introdu- their introductions happen, and and all their character stuff. development and stuff that happens for them happens in Unlimited Blade Works. Yeah. Like because uh, Heaven's Feel is the dark timeline that we all the deserve. TLDRs <laughs> don't start with them. Just yeah, don't start with. There them. are some. There are some characters that in Heaven's Field that literally get like one scene, but it's the scene is them dying, and they, you just don't get introduced. Yeah. You're like. Why should I care that that character yeah. just died? Well, it's because you're because supposed to have watched. You were supposed yeah. to already have gotten their story mm. from you know previous previous one. the previous show. So yeah, yeah, definitely should probably watch. Limited <laughs> uh, <sighs> Blade Works before watching Heaven's Field. Yeah, yeah. All righty, and like from here on out, it's like everything else about fate this is like you can see from like what everybody would be the same it's pretty linear storytelling you know you have a beginning you got your other way and then you have possible three different ways you can go with the story depending on what your protagonist would do um the rest of fate is once you leave the fate saying i canon it goes everywhere and here, here's the thing: all the other shows, video games, etc., that we're gonna mention, may or may not be connected to any of the other fates in any way, mm-hmm. except similar, same magic system and servant system. And the Holy Grail is probably causing problems there too. Yeah. But um, this is definitely kind of a multiverse thing. There are different universes that have their own respective canons. 
and it starts to get confusing because some of them do relate to Who's some of the fates day, day night, night stuff. Yeah. Some of them don't. Some of them relate to each other, but not the fates day night canon. Or they know. just slightly overlap, just 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 barely. So you know, it can be dipping their toes. It can, it can be mildly confusing at times, and that's kind of just how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say we're going to make it better, but we're, <laughs> we're going to try. Give you, we're going to we're going to briefly talk about. Uh, uh, we're going to series. Yeah, so I set this up so that we would talk about the two biggest possible fate things that we could talk about first. The second second one's Grand Order. Uh, But the first one is Fate Extra. Uh, Fate Extra is like kind of almost the first kind of real split off from the Fate Stay Night stuff. Um, Sure, you had a couple gag shows before then, but this is like serious stuff, but actual split off. It has an actual story. Not just gags. And then this one, just to be clear, does not relate directly canonically to the Fates Day Night. No. Can correct. It is no. its own universe. It's its own universe, its own yeah. thing. Um basically you have a protagonist that you name in the game. And, oh by the way, this is a video game. Um and you go, you wake up and you're given a servant and that the servant it's actually a spoiler for the game, you but say given a servant. Is this like Professor Oak comes to your lab? No, like I got comes to your lab. It, it's more of like you die and then you forget everything except you have the saber servant. And then so you're isekai. Isekai quartet. Reference back to what we. Um, but yeah, and then it's like a quote unquote normal Holy Grail war, quote unquote, where you fight seven other servants battling for the Holy Grail, um, and along the way you find out what this actual world is like. This and it's all set in this like computer system database that's on the moon in the far, 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 far flung future of humanity. And that's about as much spoiler as I'm going to give why there's a giant server on the moon. I don't know. I mean, it's not like anyone <laughs> else is using the space. Might as well fill it with something. Yeah, and it gets a little... It's, and so, like, while the story itself is technically praised, um, everything else about the game is just heavily criticized because it's not a good RPG. And it's not really that good of a visual novel. I wonder if cooling servers on the moon would be easier since you don't have an atmosphere to reduce. It would also be harder at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's so bizarre. Because there's not an atmosphere to protect your servers from the heat of the sun. I mean, you just you just make some, you know, some. The heat some, of some, the some sun, sun Garner. Well, first off, the, the sun doesn't actually give any heat I know. Uh, directly. I know it's more like the not just the heat, it's, but it's, it's the uh, it's, it's radiation. Radiation. That Right, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. There's no hot core in the moon. You know, there's nothing spare and stuff below it. So I, 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 I mean, know. if you have I like a reflector over ventilation, might be, I'm no <laughs> moonologist, but you know, I love how you guys are already, already trying to discuss how to actually make this actually real. Okay, how expensive do you think it would be to buy property rights to the moon? <laughs> um, quite expensive. I'm pretty sure the entire moon is now claimed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's prime real estate right now. Uh, we'll have Mar- Mars is also pretty pretty prime real estate. Anyway. We could, we could <laughs> steal the moon. 
the moon. Anyway. Um. <laughs> anyway, there's a couple of games in this series. What, uh, what platform were these games on? So, originally, Fade Extra was on the PlayStation Portable. And these actually released in America. Um, three are, one isn't. Okay, is it? And the, and the one that's really weird that should have been released, because it's kind of actually wraps up the entire extra storyline, and it's just weird. Um, yeah, uh, Fate Extra was released in 2011 in the United States, and then in, and then in Japan, they got a follow-up for an alternate route within the game, um, you disgust me, Gardner. I just I turned through a random page of the Maria Hollick uh, <sighs> novel we were talking about last episode, and there was just a page, and it, all it said was, it was uh, it was Virgin Mary cosplay party. And I was just like, that's a can of worms that I want to unpack right now. Oh gosh, Carter! Bowen. Oh gosh, that was your fault. That, it is my that. fault for leaving that there. That's yeah, true. And, and I know where he flipped to too, and I was kind of giggling myself. Um, yeah. Anyways, back to fade extra. About to fade extra, and then uh, Japan got an alternate route called Fate Extra Triple C. Um. I don't, there's a lot of C's. I have no... For people trying to Google search it, is it written out triple C, or is it... It's just C, C, C. Three C's. Three C's, but it's called Fate Extra Triple C. And only released in Japan. We have no idea if we're going to actually get this in the United States. They're technically reworking the original Fate Extra because it was only released on PlayStation Portable, and, and that terrible. system and the game system's dead, and it's terrible. It was so, dead even as it launched. <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, and then you get the two other games which are actually released in the United States. We got Fate Extella, the Umbra Star which is an action game. It's completely different. Like, it still has the visual novel hijinks and whatnot mm -hmm. in the storyline. That's how you progress the storyline. But the main gameplay is like Dynasty Warriors, where you it's have a... Hack a and slash game. It's a hack and slash. You have a bunch of no-name faceless enemies that you just cream through and just destroy. And basically, it's a giant war between... Um, between the Saber and the Caster from the original Fate Extra, fighting each other over control of the Moon Cell and the Holy Grail. And then a third person shows up named Altaria, and she wants to destroy all civilization. Have you played any of these games? I've played Fate Extella, the Umbra Star, and it's fan. It, I, I enjoyed the storyline a lot in that one. How was the gameplay, though? Depends on if you like hack and slashes. <laughs> it's like you. So, like I think right now the best hack and slash game you can get right now is uh, is under the Dynasty Warriors type branding would be Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. This is like a janky version of that. It's bizarre on how they set up things. Gameplay a little sketch. It's a little sketch. The next game in it, which is a follow-up to that storyline, Fate Extella Link, um, actually improves on that gameplay significantly. 
there's a whole other way you can go about it. And there's only one uh, adaptation for uh, Fate Extra into anime form. Uh, it's called Fate Extra Last Encore, um, which was produced produced by Shaft in 2018. Oh, so it's 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 it's, it's still a re- relatively recently up to date. Yeah. It, yes. So like they're still making games in this series, and they're still. There's still a little bit of love for the series, mainly for the main saber in it and the main caster, um, but uh, it's a mess. I've My first introduction to Fate Extra was Fate Extra Last Encore, and it feels like you take a 50-hour game and you try to cram it into 10 episodes, and it feels like it. Because there's points where you're like, I feel like this is a plot point that should be explored in episode 12. And no, no, it's, it's, it's dropped in episode 4. And you're like, oh, well that should change things on the perspective of the world. And everybody just takes it in stride. No chaos, conversation, nothing. And, but it's very beautiful because Shaft just knows how to make pretty anime. Um... And that's about it, I have to say. It's kind of a guilty pleasure of mine, because I love the last two well, what's episodes. The, what's the community's overall reception to Fate Extra? It, like, of the Fate community? It's bad. People, it's it, it's, it's not good. a little lower on people. Yeah, it, it's pretty low. I think the best thing that we got out of it was some of the characters. Uh, like, the red, like, Saber. The different Saber from Saber from Fate. Stay night again, as I explained, and uh, the caster mean different things depending on which one you're talking about, and the caster as well. Um, but yeah, well, that's about it for Fate Extra. Next, we got Fate Grand Order. Uh, oh, yeah. Fate Grand Order is it's a mobile game, a, uh, a gotcha game um, that came out in 2015 in Japan originally. Uh, in America, we got it a lot more recently than I expected in 2018. Um, and this one probably has the most depth to its lore because they've been developing it for quite some time at this mm-hmm. point. Um, it's like a tur- it's a turn-based combat system. You have your servants, you know, you set them out, you fight. They got moves and abilities and whatnot. Um, it's like. It's like Pokemon, but like if you were battling with five, how many how many characters do you have at once? You can have up to three characters at once. At once. Yeah. But you also yeah. have backup characters. So it's like doing triple battles with Pokemon. Except completely nothing like that at all. Yeah, it really isn't like that. <laughs> it is kinda of like that in the way that you have the three characters, but the battle system is quite different. I played a little bit. It's it's interesting. It, sure. It's an interesting combat system, and it gets it's deeper as you imagine. Get into if you it. took Pokemon and then also just smashed in like a card game, game. but like not and a super compl- complicated, like a slightly complicated card so game, but nothing. Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> like, think of it in my mind. How I think of it is, it's like uh, it's Kingdom Hearts. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't even go that far. Is it to rock, say, paper, scissors? It's no. Kind of similar. No, it's not. There's, there, there is an element of rock, paper, scissors like Pokemon. 
where certain characters are strong against and certain actions are strong against. Yes, certain things, like certain cards do like, certain things. This counters this, this counters that kind of thing still. And everything counters Lancer. <laughs> that's, a, that's a joke you, uh, uh, exclusive to Face Day Night fans. Yes. Yeah. But the thing is, is that... It's a lot more. It, there's no countering to counter. We you could, take damage, but like certain servants go are in, good against or other servants, right. and it's a mess. Okay. We could go into a whole podcast yeah. episode about I, just the combat mechanics of this. I could. Um, but let me just say that it is. <laughs> it's, it's both complicated and simple at the same time. Yeah, and they do a really good job at like teaching you how to play the the game, so you get generally how you should function in playing the game. But the more you get into it, the more you realize different things are just better than other things. Uh, better abilities are better than other things. Mm, and you just like develop your thing. servants to play a certain way. Right. Um, there, There is a story to this. And, and this one also, again, doesn't really relate to the uh, no. Fate Stay Night canon. It does have, I mean, characters from that canon do appear here. But that does not mean there is any story relevance. Um, mm-hmm. But essentially, there was a uh, an organization who, due to the winning of a Holy Grail war a while ago, uh, someone used his wish to basically get a super powerful organization that they could use to uh, protect humanity uh, from things that would uh, cause extinction. And so this organization that they've constructed uh, um, has this cool device uh, that's named after... The organization and it have the same name. It's both Caldea. And they use this device to basically look in the past, the future, the present. They look through time for anything that would just cause uh, people to die. Uh, all of the sudden, a bunch of anomalies show up, and now the thing's like saying, yeah, everyone's going to die in 2016, and that's kind of just how it be. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, that's a problem. Let's make it not a problem. And so they get all their crews together to send people back in time, summon servants and deal with some stuff, and then everyone dies. Yeah. Um, because uh, whoever's causing this end of the world crap to happen. I was also aware of these people trying to prevent things like that and, you know, set a trap for them. One of the new recruits uh, was absent from the deathening, as I'm going to call it. And so now him and one other uh, person who is a servant is left, and so it's up to them to take care of every single one of the timeline anomalies Mm -hmm. and save the world. Yeah. And that's pretty much how it goes. And, and the mobile game, you explore, you know, these story elements and these anomalies in much in, in much greater detail than I'm going to yeah. give a description for. Like, there there is a lot that happens in the game. I'm Like, when I started playing this, uh, it was because there was an adaptation of one of these routes, one of the chapters in Grand Order, and I really wanted to watch it, but you kind of wanted. I wanted a little bit more context to what's going on with the game, and so I I decided to start playing the game. Um, 
about two weeks later, I was really, really into the game. And and he has never recovered yeah. since. Owen oh, has an addictive personality disorder. <laughs> and... um, but yeah, like, the story is just... Like, the first couple chapters are okay, you know? It's not, like, the most greatest thing. And then it gets on par with stuff from, like, F- uh, Fate Zero and Fate Heaven's Feel type of writing in the later chapters, and it's just really good... Um, and they explore some really interesting ideas and concepts and different things with the story. Uh, but most of the time, you're going to be playing the game. And the game is a gotcha game. That it is. It, it really is. But the thing is, is like a lot of people are like, oh, but if you... And the gotcha system in this is one of the worst ones. It's uh, it doesn't want to give you a lot of like the really popular servants, um, or any of them for that matter. Uh, well, <laughs> like, not you, true. You automatically it's, get the first one, but it's, it's a fairly unforgiving system. For yes. trying to get new character. Yeah, but the thing is, is you can still enjoy the game with the servants it gives you. Mm-hmm. It's not a necessary to have a five star servant. A five, and that's like the top tier servants in the game. Um, it's cool if you have them, but you're still going to be using your threes and your twos, um, to still play the game because sometimes their effects are just better. And then you also have a friend system, which really helps with getting you some of those really, really powerful people that you just don't have access to. Um, quote unquote friend system. It's more of like, hey, you have this servant I want to use. Can I use him? And usually people say yes because usually. it's just a mechanism for you to borrow other people's mm-hmm. uh, superior luck. Yeah. Um, uh, main draws mainly the main storyline, but after a while you're going to start playing the events, and then the events have their own storylines, and that's usually just poking fun at fate in general like and the holiday events like the holiday events are just especially the fun. summer ones especially the summer ones oh boy um <laughs> you like waifus and swimsuits oh yes that's literally the entire event yeah it's like you have a chance to get but that's your favorite gotcha. version of saber face in a swimsuit how would you like that and, and we all thirsty weebs are like, yes. Like, you already have Saber, but what about Swimsuit Saber? Which is weird <laughs> it's because... like, okay, here's my wallet. Which is really odd because a lot of the Swimsuit <laughs> versions of the, of the servants are better than their regular versions of the servants. There's mechanical differences. Wow. Yes, there's mechanical differences wow. in the game. Well, you got to understand, the, the, the maid bikini offers a, a powerful enchantment that increases your... Anyways. Anyways. Uh, uh, I mean, that's also... That, that's the dark saber. Yeah, uh, I know she has a maid bikini. That's why I, I referenced it's, it. It's pretty hot. Um, For ben. those who are like, maid bikini? What the hell? Just imagine a bikini, but like it's a maid outfit. Or it's a bikini. Or a black dress, but it's a bikini. Yep. Moving on. Anyway, there's also three different versions of Gilgamesh. Moving on. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Gilgamesh is just wonderful. If you watch Fate Zero, Gilgamesh is probably going to be one of your favorite characters. Because he is just awesome. He is evil. He is arrogant. Nihilistic. Nihilistic. 
But like when I say he's arrogant, the problem with his arrogance is it's he's right. He is better than you. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, he is a cool character. You I would think, never be friends with him IRL. He's just a fun character. To I watch. think he's just an int- he is a very interesting like cuz there are evil characters, right? And then there's characters that just have Re- like really good reasons for being yeah. the way that they are, mm-hmm. and it's Gilgamesh hard to, is hard to argue with uh, some of his views. Yeah, Gilgamesh is like just because they're they're all based on the fact that he's the king of the world, and so technically anything he does is law. Does is law, and it's like, well, I mean, I mean kind of right. Here's the thing: is he's <laughs> he's being pulled from this world in which he has all absolute power, and he in this new world he still has absolute power, and so. Is he really wrong? He's not. <laughs> That's the thing. It's, anyway, if, if, he's if, a terrible person. If you like but... really, if you like really powerful characters who just lay some smack talk, he's fun. Yeah, you're gonna like him. Um, I have a really cool figure of him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple uh, anime adaptations. Um, the main ones I just want you to know about are. Fate Grand Order First Order, which covers the events of the first Singularity, which is Singularity F, where, like, everybody dies and everything. And that's a very good starting point. Even if you want to do the mobile game, you can watch that, and you can start playing the mobile game. It's it's pretty faithful to the story. It's very faithful. It's not a Studio Dean adaptation. So it's not, like, the most prettiest thing, but... It gets it gets its points across. Now, which one did we watch that had uh, Caster Lancer? Oh, which okay. One that, one? that that was Grand uh, Grand Order First Order. Yeah, that was this one. That's yeah, where that's he fights. this one where Caster, uh, where Lancer from the original State Night timeline he, he, is that a Caster. Is there, but he's been summoned as a Caster. Boy, do I think he is way cooler in his Caster form than he is in his Lancer. Form. Yes. Doesn't he fight Salter? No, yeah, he fights. Uh, he, well, they do fight. They do he fight. fights Dark Archer. Yeah, he's not part of the Salter, but he fights. Oh, that's right. I remember. He fights Archer Alter and like kicks his butt. I remember that. I it totally was so cool. It to go the other way too, but then because that's how it normally goes. Lancer, but then he was just so. But he's no awesome. longer Lancer, so it's, and yeah. it's just like wow, they really done done did him dirty. Son of a gun, the Lancer last time, I'm like god dang. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, there's Grand Order Lost, uh, Moonlight Lost Room. It's just an animated short. It's not important. Nobody cares. Um, Is it fun to watch though? I haven't watched it. That's that's how much like as a person that really really likes Fate Grand Order. I have not watched Moonlight Lost Room. So and then we come to the reason why I started. Playing is, fake Grand Order. This is what got him in, and almost me, actually, into the, the gotcha game as well. Uh, fake Grand Order, Absolute Demonic Front Babylonia. This uh, is like the that seventh and final chapter of the story is what it's covering. It's second to last chapter. Second to last chapter. The reason why it's so dang cool is because it centers on Gilgamesh, one of my favorite all-time characters. But like this, Gilgamesh is less evil, and he he's a lot more chill, but still just ridiculously arrogant and OP. He's just fun. But he's like, <laughs> if you had, he's so cool. It, he is the version of Gilgamesh, like as a character. It's an I older, prefer. it's an older and wiser version of the Gilgamesh than you saw on Fate Stay Night. 
little, he's a little more tame now that he's had some life And he has a wonderful laugh in the dub. Oh, uh, oh my gosh, yes. And uh, it's, they're, because they're, they're going through time dealing with singularities, they go down to the, uh, the time of Babylonia, and when Gilgamesh was king of Uruk and solving all the problems, and you meet all these other gods and whatnot. And, and this, the the animation for the fight scenes is spectacular. Oh my gosh! Like the quality of this animation is very well done. Like it, you play the game, and I've played through these scenarios where you fight these bosses. The it's way better in the end. Oh yeah, the it is so is good. Um, like it, relatively early on, uh, one of the one of the goddesses Ishtar. Uh, is talking with Gilgamesh and she gets mad and she tries to like attack him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he doesn't really move a muscle, but like all of his people around him rush into his defense. And that whole little minute and a half fight scene is just every frame of it is just intense. And it's just beautiful. So it's so good. Yeah. Um, uh, they're coming at, and it's really good if you just want to watch the anime. You can watch First Order and just watch Absolute Demonic Battlefront. And you'll have enough information um, to understand what's going on. Yeah. Of course, um, if you want to be an effing weeb and know everything, you can play the, the game like Ben is doing. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a couple things you won't quite understand in the Minor adaptations, things. but it's doesn't matter with the overarching story that's in yeah. the Babylonia. You'll be, able to, you'll be able to pick up the, the main parts just fine. Um, they're coming out with an adaptation of the sixth chapter of Grand Order, and this is literally yeah, question, my... F- why the sixth, but not, like, the second? I don't know. One. I don't know why and they we, haven't done... We skipped to seven, and now we're doing six? That's yes. a weird order. Yeah. Not fate. It, it is fate. fate. It, it is, is fate. fate. I don't know why you ask. had to ask that question. Um, <laughs> fate adaptations are weird sometimes. Yeah, All this... Always, without fail. This is my favorite chapter so far in Grand Order, is the sixth chapter. Have you made it to the seventh chapter in the game yet? Oh yeah, I've yeah, beaten, I've, I'm caught up to date what's been released in Fate Grand Order. So like, I don't have any story missions right now. Right, okay. But, the, out of the original part, this is part one by the way, there's two parts in Grand Order. The second part we're not going to even discuss, but the first part has a uh, chapter six called Divine Realm of the Round Table Camelot. Is that set in the Arthurian time period? No, actually. Well, that's a confusing name. It's set in Jerusalem. Like what time period in Jerusalem? I don't know if you know. Crusades in Jerusalem. Crusadic Jerusalem. And um, a certain couple servants have been summoned and are deciding to remake the Jerusalemic, um, the entire Middle East, after their own image. Is it a spoiler to know who these two no. entities are? No. It, it is King Arthur and uh-huh. her round knights are coming in, and they're disrupting oh, the Israeli oh, populace. Oh, so they're, they're crusading. They're crusading. Oh, they are the bad guys. That's interesting. Oh, that does sound very fascinating, and it's, actually. It's actually really cool. Um, and one of my favorite characters of all time is in here. Uh-huh. Uh, besides Gilgamesh, like I have a lot of fake characters that I'm like that character's cool. Um, which is uh, which one of the strengths of the fake franchise as a whole is character design is amazing. Is really good. 
even if you don't like a character, you can't say their character design's bad. That's that's one of the best things about. Who's Fate. your favorite character, Duncan? Of the ones you've seen, obviously. Yeah, like. Well, I mean, just out of all of them, in gen- well, so I like to, I like to, when when we talk about waifus, I like to uh, to make these guys mad by saying Artoria's best best waifu. Um, I, there's not been too many of them that I've been super into, uh, waifu wise, really. But like, I definitely like Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh but, is your waifu. I mean, I don't get mad at the Artoria's best girl. Comment. <laughs> I think she's a really good girl. She's a good girl. She has a very interesting character to me. Very intriguing. Very interesting to, because they take basically imagine King Arthur, but instead of being you know a forty-six year old man, she's a you know eighteen-year-old girl. 18 girl who uh, went through all the same things that you know King Arthur went through. Um, yes, she had a wife. Yes. Uh, yes, she had a yes, child. Lancelot slept with her wife. Yes, yes. and Lancelot. Just in case it wasn't been obvious, in the Fate universe, King Arthur is a woman. Yeah. Uh, who spent much of her life pretending to be a man mm-hmm. uh, after she pulled the sword and everybody's like, crap, she has to be king, but like the people aren't going to accept a female king. And she's like, guess I'll just pretend to be a dude then. Yeah, and the, a lot of her entire personality centers around that and dealing with being forced to be a king at a certain yeah. age. Um, yeah. She pulled she's the interesting. sword. She's interesting. I... She's also, uh, for the authors of Fate, definitely their that's favorite. their favorite character. Yeah, because there's, like, usually if you're like, oh, this is Saber, and you're like, wait a second, that looks exactly like the Saber from Fate Stay Night. The thing that's is... not on purpose. That is very much on <laughs> Different purpose. Different character, but they like her face, so they slap it <laughs> everywhere they can. Yeah, like... So yeah. <laughs> like Duncan also likes her face, and he I do. slaps it everywhere you can. <laughs> I've only got it in two places, okay? <laughs> two places. One on my... I have a desktop saver, all right? Yeah, but here's I will thing. admit that. There's only one other waifu you have in two places. That's Megumin. That's... You have a point. <laughs> yeah. That's so, a good point. For, for In relative terms, <laughs> that's basically everywhere. <laughs> relative. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it's interesting to me because I think in today's media, it's pretty regular for, for someone to take a story that was maybe very masculine or, or filled with men um, and then just slap, you know, women, the t- just women in it and just like, and call it a story. But I feel like the way they did it here with... Artoria being female was a really I, I, good adaptation of yeah, the no, story of is, King Arthur. It's actually, That's interesting. It's a very interesting and cool take on the legends of King Versus, Arthur. like, if you watch something like the new Ghostbusters series that's just female Ghostbusters, literally, that's it. It's not a new take There's on the story. There's not a new take on the story. It's just, it's just they're, now they're now female. This isn't King Arthur and not, is a female. Did, this is, you know, how does her being a female impact right this is a more empowering story than the ghostbusters being female which i'm not dinging that movie i've not really watched that movie could have been much more as always but i'm just saying i've i've been told and i it could have been more it could have been i had higher hopes for it personally Mm -hmm. um but with this it's 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 definitely trying to explore uh uh, the, the I guess the mentality of you know what King Arthur is going through, um, but through a whole different perspective. 
um, introducing new challenges that would be associated with the time period. Right. And she creates a it creates a fascinating character that I like. Yeah. Yeah. It and I I really enjoy like and, and, the, and there's multiple versions that you can saw um of Altoria mm-hmm. uh Pendragon. It's like you have the sable periods. version, you have her altar version, you have her archer version, you have which is her swimsuit version. Also she is like the best archer in the game. I don't know why, but because okay. The creators of the game sure do love that face. And we, we do know that Duncan also loves that face, as evidenced by his body pillow. Mm-hmm. I do not have a body pillow. Full disclosure. We'll never have a body Often pillow. Just saying that so his parents don't worry about him. <laughs> Shut up. I do not. Okay, if anyone has a body pillow, it's you two, mother effer. I don't have a body pillow. I don't have a body pillow. <laughs> you thought about buying a body pillow. I, have I don't never think wanted... about it anymore. We did some shopping online. I yeah, I, I think I was. That I was looked over like your shoulder two once. years ago. My gosh. I have never once like looked up body like pillows. Was it? You were in here. I'm pretty you sure. Were? Pretty yeah. sure you were. Oh I'm pretty sure I looked gosh. over your shoulder one time. 2020 feels like three years put into one year. Well, anyway. That's another episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. That's... Honestly, you could have a whole podcast on how effed up 2020 is. Well, we could go by, we could go issue by issue. We could go day by day, week by week sometimes. <laughs> oh no, all the time actually. And this, this, this episode is the first half of January 3rd. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyway, go back up. You, you've yeah. skipped a lot of stuff. I have no idea where we are. Well, we're, gonna, gonna, we're gonna talk we're gonna about, briefly list these. this is other crap. That's part of the fate verse. Probably one of the most popular ones in this other list is Fate Apocrypha. Mm-hmm. Um, I have heard mixed things about Apocrypha. It, it mostly has, good. It, it's towards good. I hear it has its issues. It does. It's on my list. Um, main characters not really enjoyable, unlike some of the other fates. Um, but the animation is really good. If you spend any amount of time on Reddit in anime subreddits, you're probably familiar with Astolfo. And I think most people in those anime subreddits don't know where Astolfo comes from. Astolfo comes from... They come from um, Fate Apocrypha. Yep. And is a, is a major character there. Yeah, it, and the only difference between... Fate Apocrypha and like a normal Fate War because it's still a Holy Grail War. It's just that there's two sides. There's a black side and a red side, and they both have seven servants. Yeah, 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 blah, 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 and they fight now, to get red, a Holy Grail. Red and black thing is that like a checkers analogy? Yes. Yeah. That is very much a checkers analogy. Um, side note: Reddit uh, is very horny for a Stolfo. If you do search for that character there. It's not even the best character in the entire show. But Reddit anyway, disagrees. <laughs> I fully disagree. Um, it, it, it's it's like two different groups uh, w- with their own army of servants. I believe it's like one, like there's one member of each class per team. Mm-hmm. Is that right? So there's like a black lancer and a red lancer. Yeah, know, yeah, so yeah. So on and so forth. And then you have a ruler class who's a servant. Mm-hmm. That just inhabits the body of somebody does, already there. Does each team have eight servants then? No. Is there, okay, is there only one ruler? There's only one ruler. Is he on either side? There, the rule is supposed to be neutral. He's, okay, all right. Um, and the ruler in this one is Jean d'Arc. 
Oh, it, she, Joan, Joan of Joan Arc, is, Arc. Uh, is the ruler. Yeah. So, now, if we're talking about best girls, <sighs> Joan of Arc, she's pretty great. She's amazing. I I really like her. I like her character design way better than Notorious. And I ship her with the Doom guy, but that's not... That's a completely thing. different thing. Um, anyway, uh, the next one, which is just... Duncan likes Sean. Not as much as Saber. I'm just saying, you know, you get your first love and then that's it. You know, that's fair, honestly. I can't throw her away. That's that's just rude. Next one we got Fate Strange Fink. What and she's not really my Okay. Never heard of this one. The, this is one that they should adapt because this just sounds cool. I haven't read anything about, yeah. like, read the actual light novel yet. It's an ongoing light novel series. Uh, follows the events of a U.S. organization trying to replicate the Holy Grail War that happened in 2004 in America. Except they F up. Then they said, have a Holy Grail to have a Holy Grail War with? No. How do you have a Holy Grail War without a Holy Grail? They made an artificial Holy Grail. And... How is there such thing as an artificial Holy Grail when the Holy Grail was manufactured in the first place? Yeah. Yes, it's not like... It's it just, wasn't made by the Einsworth. They just, they just the tried to make a copy? Yeah, they tried to make a copy. It's a bad copy? Yes. Right, that's fair. Um, so what happens is like they create this thing and everything goes awry. They completely get rid of the Saber class. So Sabers are not in this. That sucks. And they create true... And false servants in the other classes. So there's now tw uh, 12 servants in this war versus, you know, just a regular seven. So is there also 12 masters? I don't know. Not sure. I'm not sure. I think huh. there is. I think there's 12 masters. Um, but basically the false servants are trying to kill all the true servants so that they can have the grill for themselves. And it's interesting, and Gilgamesh is also in here, hey. and it, it's just everything that I want to know about, like, if this was a continuation of Fate, I could see the U.S. doing this. They saw the events that happened in Stay Night, be like, oh yeah, let's do this here, but we're gonna screw everything up, you know? Interesting. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, Next, we have Carnival Phantasm, which... It's a uh, it's a comedy series that features both Fate and uh, another franchise that the authors of the original Fate have, mm -hmm. and all these characters just interacting comedically, um, and it's it's not serious. It's 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 just a fun way to make fun of their own stuff. It's hilarious. I recommend watching it after you've seen multiple Fate. Yeah, you uh, won't series. get. Any of the jokes, unless the you jokes have are, some. It's all inside reference. jokes. It's yeah. all inside jokes. Uh, super fun, though. Mm -hmm. um, it's not licensed in America, which is a good and a bad thing, because it also means they can't take it down from YouTube in America, because they technically don't have any light rights to it in America, because the American copyright system doesn't acknowledge it as existing. So, I mean, you can just go on YouTube and find it. There's a lot of things that technically are on YouTube because the American copyright doesn't exist anymore. You can find all of Monster on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fun. The next one is Today's Menu for the Emia family. Hmm. This features all the characters from show. the Fate Stay Night ca canon, all the servants, all the masters, 
Here's the premise, though. They don't want to kill each other. They want to eat they Shiro's food. They want to eat food. Shiro's food. Uh, Shiro, one of his per-character traits is he's a very good cook. Amazing And cook. this is just a cooking show centered around him and all the other characters. are just But mostly Saber. Mostly Saber. Some of the cutest Saber scenes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The, the, peak of every, the peak of every episode is Saber tastes the food. And they, yeah. they're very focused on her reactions. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. They are and beautiful it, reactions. And it's, it's funny because it's a very different art style. It's so different. And it's done, still done by Ufotable, I believe. It is. But a very different art style, which works for the, the tone that's trying to be set. It's here. just and nice and relaxing to yeah. pop up one of these up. And, and like, here's the thing. The recipes you, you can actually do. Yeah, he's like he's giving you fairly step detailed by step. recipes. He's and not giving you portions at all. No. You, you kind of have to gauge that yourself. Right. Which isn't terribly hard. I've done that before in other things. I've, but Yeah. I think if you... I know the if fate. You're comfortable with Kirk, I know that the fate yeah. fandom is is a t- has enough attention to detail. You could probably find each of the recipes oh, online sure by someone who's compiled you know, each recipe and, and the and measurements of of each yeah. one. There's I would a, not be surprised. I recommend it. It's adorable. It's it is. Wholesome. It also really kicks up your appetite. I don't know not what it is lie, about anime Ryder food. Ryder is really cute here too. I mean. Ancaster. All, caster. all of the waifus in the show are all pretty cute here. According to Caster, Colonel of Phantasm will actually... There's going to be a scene in the Unlimited Blade Works with Caster that's going to seem really weird to you. And they explain it in Carnival Phantasm. And it's... And it's funny as hell. But, like, it's, it's the actual reason why something happened. But... Uh, yeah. Yeah, you'll get to that eventually, I hope, uh, loyal viewer. Yeah. Um, we have the case files of Lord Elmaloy the Second. It's a lot of fancy words. Mm-hmm. This is the anime. I heard that this one wasn't a great, great animation either. But yeah, th- this is it has a. Problems, it has issues. I, I am interested in it. Yeah. So apparently, it's a mystery series um, focusing on a character from Fate Zero. Yeah. This is like canon to Fate Stay Night this, as well. This is canon to Fate Stay Night. Um. um because it, it's a continuation off Fate Zero. Yep. Um, yeah, and it adapts one of the chapters from its storyline, the Rail Zeppelin chapters, and and the and the anime series is called The Case Files of Lord Elmoy the Second Rail Zeppelin Grace Note. Fate, please stop making up these weird punctuation titles. titles, and it, it's, it's. I believe though the book that this animation comes from. Is a lot better than the animation yes. itself. Like it does. Like the ana- anime does some things very, very badly. Like the mystery element, because it's a mystery, is awful. That's true. But the exploration of Lord Elmoloy the Second is phenomenal in the series, and the repercussions he has to deal with from the ending of Fate Zero. That's fair. And what happened to him? On. Anyway. It's probably enough on an El Malloy. But yeah. for the next one, we got Fate, Khaled, Liner, Prisma, Ilya. Um, this is a magical girl anime centered on Ilya Shaviel von Einsburn, a character from Fate Stay Night. Different universe, but it's magical girl anime, and that's pretty much all you need to know. Now, you may be wondering, that sounds like a very weird premise. You'd be correct. You may be thinking, that probably didn't last long. You'd be wrong. <laughs> this has four seasons, an OVA, and two movies. Yes. 
And it's very interesting because you usually associate magical girl animes with like very childish, you know, themes and stories and meant for little kids. And you'd be right and wrong at the same time, assuming that that's how this is going to be. This, this is, is a senin. This is a senin anime with like shoujo characters. Like, and a shoujo magic system, you know? Yeah. But the plot itself is still actually very senin. It's bizarre. It is weird, and me and Ben are loving it. We can't watch more than two episodes at a time before... We're exhausted. We're exhausted. It's it, like watching Lucky Star. Yeah. Uh, it, it's so much sweet shoujo-ness that it's just like, I can't marathon It's this. hard to focus after a while. Yeah, you're you just start blinking out and passing out, and you're just like, okay, we we need to watch something else. But apparently, everybody loves this because it has four seasons, an OVA, and two movies. That boggles my mind. I'm not gonna lie. Oh my gosh! Now, if we're talking about starting points into the Fate franchise, this is the best starting point. <laughs> Do not listen to the lies. It will not teach we you. Have, we should have started Duncan there. Oh my gosh. I would not Mate, have ever gotten no, into fate. No, he would have never <laughs> gotten into fate. That's the joke. Okay. It's weird. I would, I'd only recommend it if you're just desperate for more fate and you're like running out of fate. Th this or, is the point where we're at. That we're watching at. this. Or you simp really hard for Ilya. Which is also his does. problem. Which is another motivation. Anyways, Fate Prototype. Can we just talk about the age of Ilya in that show? Well, in, in which show? <laughs> Specifically Prisma Ilya. Because of Ilya, she's like 12 because of the Magical Girl show. And Magical Girls are always 12. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. And the act in Fate Tonight, she's 18. Well, the fact that you have to get to that is the sad part. Right. <laughs> Well, Zero's <laughs> 14 in I'm the, just kidding. In, in Prisma Ilya. In Prisma Ilya. Yeah. Yeah. So therefore, it's fine, because those that's the pairing. No. No. Actually, actually the pairing is uh, her and Ar is Ilya and Archer. Oh, is it? Which, for clarification, Archer. is the Archer from Fate Stay Night. But female. But female. Also an Einsburn. Also is now an Einsburn, and is like 12... So it's like that archer, but it doesn't have the same identity as that archer. And because spoilers, I can't say lesbian. Who that. Yeah, very lesbian. A very lesbian. Very lesbian for the protagonist Ilya. Um, which may or may not be a motivating factor. Yeah, some people watching of it. Not us. We're a little more wholesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then we got Fate Prototype, which is essentially go back up. It's basically the original prototype. Literally, this is the original concept that they had for creating Fate. They just animated their, their concept material, basically. They, they animated it into a short that's like 10 minutes long. You can find it on YouTube. And it has the original concept for that. Does it have Saber Face in it? It has King Arthur as King Arthur, as a dude. Oh, so that was even before... It was they before made, even, they know. even made... Uh, saber into a female so here's the interesting thing about this series i just want to bring up this series doesn't exist it just has that little animated short however they cr and it has production notes it has it everything written out but they have not done, done anything, anything with it. it however 
There is a prequel light novel series that is complete called The Fragments of the Sky Silver that is based on this canon of fate. That's weird. But we know absolutely nothing about Prototype. That's fair. Moving on. Anyway, (laughs) these... These are other series that are connected to fate, but not part of the fate verse itself. We got the Garden of Sinners, which is canon to the Heaven's Feel route of Fate Stay Night. Yes. Um, you don't necessarily need to have gone through this to understand Heaven's Feel. There is like one aspect in the ending that may be slightly confusing. If uh, you do not know if Garden of Sinners. you do not know about this show. Uh, or this novel, I mean. It, it's, it is a show. But, I mean, it's only a minor part of the ending. Yeah. So it's not um, a huge deal. Yeah, like, this is the original basis for, like, the entire world of Fate. Like, the original Fate concept and the next series we're going to talk about. This is hardcore adult. Like, you know, the AO rating on a video game. Um, they deal with a lot of mature themes um like they deal with the word that rhymes with grape suicide patricide incest murder uh what else Banjo and test intensifies <sighs> the, yeah it, they're like and it all discusses all these things in a very nuanced it's dark and it discusses them in a very nuanced way too um it, all the characters are very fleshed out um and basically if you can scroll up a little bit, uh, it's a, it's about this person that has mystical eyes, and of death perception, and what she can do with these mystical eyes is she can cut the strings of fate, which means she can kill off a timeline that a person was going to go down. She can f with time. Is about all you need to. A little, it's not really effing with time as more as killing somebody. Like, literally severing their spirit from their body um, is what she can do. Um, She's really cool. The series is really cool. But it is, this is, like, my biggest warning. Um, I think it's movie four deals with the word that rhymes with grape, and it's very, very graphic. Um... And so, just, like, if you do have problems with coping with content like that, I do not suggest you even participate in Garden yeah, of you're, If you're sensitive to it, you know. Just don't. The, the important plot elements that, the one element, really, that relates to Heaven's Feel can be explained to you in about Thir- seven seconds. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I explained it to Garner in about seven seconds. Um, not, it's not very, sure. very good. But it's also disturbing. But there are there are trigger warnings. Yes, for, for, for sure. Those, for those who have some issues with that kind of that, content, just to try to keep it uh, brief. Don't know if there's any of these others no. we really need to talk about. No, they're all kind of small. But yeah, that's just more explaining of garden centers. And then there's this visual novel, uh, Tsuki Hime. Is that how you say it? Tsukihime? Yeah, Tsukihime. Usually if there's a T-S, it's just su. Su. Uh, Tsukihime. It's an adult doujin visual novel that was like created by Type Moon in 2000. They're currently remaking the novel, and there's currently an anime adaptation by JCC staff. This kind of deals with a protagonist that also has 
misguise of death perception, and he goes after a very interesting part of Fate Lore called uh, Dead Apostles, which are the vampires of the Fate Verse. They call vampires, and it's more important to like ReZero than actual Fate. You mean Fate Zero? Not ReZero? Yes, Fate Re-Zero. Zero. ReZero is an entirely different show. Fate Zero. I don't know what it is with the I'm, Japanese people and the word Zero. I'm now imagining Reinhardt from ReZero uh, fighting um, Saber Alter. Yes. That would be epic. Um, but yeah, it, it basically deals with that. They're, apparently the anime adaptation is very bad. So, if you just want to experience the story, get the manga adaptation. I'm now picturing Gilgamesh just Gate of Babyloning Subaru to death, but like 20 times in an episode. Yes. As he says something wrong, and Gilgamesh is just... <laughs> just eats him. Uh, Somebody make that animation yeah, for us, like, please. I need that That's... crossover. Yep. Um, eh, that was a long list. So, so yeah, fate. There's a lot of fate. There's a lot of it. Some important, some not important. Yeah. Um, we've already gone some over good, over where good. you should start. But what are our favorite shows out of these that we've seen? I mean, it, it, we've kind of alluded to it in general that the Fate, you know, the Fate Stay Night canon is our, our favorite segment mm-hmm. for the most part. I think Heaven's Feels trilogy specific. No, I lie. Fate Zero is my favorite. If I'm being totally honest with myself, Fate Zero is is everything I like. I want. I I feel like if I were to put Fate Zero and Fate Heaven's Field together, that would be my favorite canonical storyline for right. Uh, Fate Stay Night. Um, but I do have a couple favorite. I really enjoy Fate Apocrypha. I just love a lot of the characters that come from it, Mostly even though Astolfo. not not he sends no. for Astolfo. N- no. Um, but like going from those characters as well, that's also just one of my favorite things. I just think Fate Apocrypha just gets a lot of hate for just having a really bad protagonist. That's about it. Animation's good, fight scenes are good, storyline's okay. You know, that's all I really care about for Fate at this point. <laughs> I've just watched, you know, the Fate Stay Night series, so I don't really have like. I mean, obviously, it's going to have to be... I'm, I definitely would pick Zero as well as my favorite. However, if you want to talk about the non-canon series, or, or not necessarily non-canon, but like non-mainline series, Fate Stay Night, I would definitely say... Uh, dinner with the The Dinner with the Amy family, yeah. Definitely top tier. Yeah, that's that's the good stuff. <sighs> that took forever. So, what are we watching, guys? Duncan, what have you been up to? Uh, so I have been watching anime, but I've also been reading light novels recently. Um, I'm continuing to read the, uh, I know we, da- we, we dunk on this series a lot. I've been reading the Sword Art Online, uh, but it's called Sword Online, um, geez, what is this? Isn't it Progressive? Progressive, yeah. Sword Online Progressive, which basically the, uh, the it's author the of the original one <laughs> what it's what the series should have been it's what the series should have been from the beginning basically the author was like by the way guys i'm sorry that you know 
the the way that I originally wrote the series was not the way I wanted to do it. I did it because basically it forced me to do it that way because I it was entered into a contest. I had to keep it short, so I had to skip a lot of content. So basically, instead of, you know, you see the first floor and then it skips 40 floors to the end content, instead of that, you see... Um, now he has money and do whatever he wants. Basically, yeah. So now you see this, this series is about Kirito and Asuna and their relationship as it progresses floor by floor. So each light novel is a floor. And um, they're actually making, recent news says they're making a movie based off just the four, first floor, which is kind of hype. I'm I'm sorry, guys. I just love this the idea of the series, and I wish it would get its, like, due rewards. I, 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 I think, I, as a profound hater of Sword Art Online, I am a big fan of the idea of progressive. Because mm. this is what... I was anticipating mm -hmm. the show to be when I first got into the show. Yeah, this is what I was. That, that's what I was expecting. So, anyways, and then was royally disappointed. I'm excited. Good. It's been a good light novel series so far. I'm on like floor three, which is light novel three out of six. I think that he's gotten out right recently. Um, so I, anyway, excited about that. I'm also reading a, a book series called So Basic. So I'm a spider now. What? And it's getting an anime series soon. That's why I decided to to uh, get it. Been enjoying it thoroughly. It's about a girl whose class, her entire class, gets isekai'd into an RPG-esque world. And, uh, basically the shenanigans. Oh, sorry, you said getting transported to another world and I started falling asleep there. Okay. Go screw yourself, <laughs> Bowen. Isekai is, like, half the genre you watch anyway, so... <laughs> it's gonna be good. I'm excited. I, Main character is a spider. If the title yeah, doesn't give that away, yeah, it's about a, it's about a spider, and it's it's interesting because we talk about Overlord a lot in this show, and, and how it's interesting how it's it's about a the protagonist kind of falling into uh, losing their humanity. It's kind of the same thing, um, but instead of you know ruling over the masses, it's a survival fic, kind of the first three novels are anyway, and it's about her just trying to live. And uh, because she's stuck in a labyrinth that is full of monsters that want to eat her. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's the that's the show or the light novels I've been reading, shows I've been watching. Uh, Moriarty, greatest great new episode that came out I think Sunday. Last uh, episode, you were uh, talking about how you, like Sherlock just got introduced, and you were curious as to how yeah he would be a thing. How has Sherlock been? So this last last two episodes, have, it's been a two-parter, kind of. So the first part of the episode is the setup. The setup of, of basically taking a noble and, sh like, setting him up to look like a terrible human being, which he is. He is a terrible human being. But basically exposing that to the world. That's what Moriarty has spent the first episode of this two-parter doing. The second part, and Sherlock kind of shows up just kind of saying, hey, this is who I am, look how great I am. And Moriarty's like, eh. Could be a problem, probably won't be. And this second episode is the finale of that, where it shows Moriarty did his thing and it executed pretty much perfectly, except for the fact that Sherlock was on the scene and he was like, hmm, interesting, the body has rigor mortis. Th that shouldn't have set in until, like, that means the body's been dead already a day, but, like, it, you sh the actual scene of the noble stabbing the, the, the you know, commoner was there so everyone thought look oh the murder just happened there he just killed him but anyway it's very interesting uh, basically he's the only one who has any idea that anything was wrong there that it was all just a show for everyone to see 
And so we're going to probably in the ensuing episodes see that uh, it's going to be a, a, a game of cat and mouse. Um, where Sherlock is constantly reaching for straws and saying, I have no idea what's going on, but this is great. And Moriarty saying, this is great. Someone's appreciating my work. <laughs> um, but also kind of nervous because he gets closer and closer each episode. That's what I'm expecting. Um, that's kind of what they kind of set tempo-wise. So we'll see how that works out. Um, and then other, other anime I've been watching, I watched uh, Elena, The Wandering Witch, again this week. Great episode. Um, nothing especially interesting, just kind of, you know, setting in a new setting in the new world. She's shown up. Just have to watch it. It's kind of weird. It's called The Ripper. And, you know, when you think about The Ripper, what do you think about? You think about Jack. the murderer, right? Jack the Ripper. And it's kind of the, the same. The Jack the Ripper. Right. So, okay. <laughs> going back to That's fate. That's a fate reference. <laughs> That's a Moving fate on. reference going on. <laughs> Moving on. Um, it's, it's about, imagine Jack the Ripper, but instead of, you know, killing somebody, he's killing women's spirit, which means cutting off their hair. Um, anyway, that's, <laughs> so anyway, there's this thing in Japan where long hair is, is a, is the woman's, is a woman's like, uh, life. And it's kind of an old saying and an old, um, kind of, and so basically they're making a play off of that. And it's about them trying to catch this doll maker who's, taking people's hair anyway it's it's weird but it's funny and it's it's lighthearted, and she actually does something this episode so that's kind of new and yeah anyway that's that's really what i've been watching so that's yeah that's it yeah wow <laughs> um watch it guys that's all i can say tell you the truth i haven't been watching a bunch of anime this week oddly enough i've it's been, been a busy week it's been a busy week for us um we did watch the Heavensville movie, which was fantastic. We'll That's be talking really about that next week. Um, but I did start, during my plasma donations, I usually like to watch a couple episodes of anime. And I started watching World Conquest Zuveta Plot. And it's about a giant, about a lolly trying to take over the world. Except so by... Tanya the Evil. Except she's actually making it better mm. it's weird it's like oh yes we're evil but also let's get rid of all smokers from from japan let's just get rid of smoking and i'm just like that's not really evil depends that's on just, how you're doing it. It, it, it how they did it is not great so you, but you know what that's that's reminding me of not an anime thing but it's reminding me of the the that book series the empress galena or whatever Yes. You're kind of reminding me of that right now. Okay. Don't yeah. read uh, The Tales of Empress Galena. Ooh. That's all you're going to say? And it... I mean, it's an awful book series. <laughs> okay. And uh, it's pretty funny. Um, a lot of it is just wacky hijinks with these just weird characters. They're like super villains, quote-unquote, but are like just normal people just with weird habits and fetishes and it's weird and yeah it, it, it's interesting and it's quite fun um yeah that's mainly what i've been watching this week i've need to catch up on higurashi i'm behind in um what's that one series i'm watching uh jujitsu kaisen behind in that 
but yeah, but other than that, that's what I've been mainly watching. And I myself haven't had much time to watch either, but I have seen a couple episodes. My team romantic comedy snafu. I think I only got like four episodes left in season two, right? Yeah, you got four episodes. And it's getting heavy. Uh, you know, it's again, it's not nearly as much a romantic comedy as they let on in the first season. Because uh, it's about real people learning how to be real people, which everyone has to do at some point. And there's been a lot of conflict built up between the main three characters over the past many episodes. And they're finally starting to, like, talk to each other and resolve it. And there's been some heartfelt scenes. And now that they're, like, coming together again, they're actually finally starting to work on solving the problems externally that they have to deal with. And Which is nice. Progress is happening. Healing. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, we all have seen... The latest episode of Fly Me to the Moon, where we got to meet Nasa's parents as they got introduced to his uh, his new wife. Um, and hot dang, I have to say, Nasa's mom has got it going on. <laughs> she has entered the waifu wars. My gosh, she is adorable. She is, she is very sweet, very nervous. Kind of scatterbrained, a little frantic. She panics all the time, um, but has nothing but good intentions. You know, if you're kind of picturing the personality. Do you have a character, Duncan? Do you think that you would compare her to in something more well known? I'm trying to think of something. Uh, um, well, let's see. I'm trying to think. Like I know there's characters like that. I'm just, I can't think of any examples right now. Uh, the maid from Black Butler. Yeah, the maid from Black Butler is one. Uh, I don't know. Oh, re- oh, oh, uh, think of a more contained version of the monkey from Fruits Basket. Yes. <laughs> a more, much more contained and cute. Yeah. She's adorable, and I just, every scene with her makes me go, aww. And then Nasa's dad, he's like an archaeologist, and he is... First thing I immediately realized, he is the voice of uh, Nagisa's father from Clanad. Apparently this voice actor can only voice dads. He's good at it, though. He sounds like a dad. And it's, it's them having met his, you know, their son's wife. They never knew his son was married or even dating. Because he technically wasn't. Right, yeah. And so they're a little panicked and nervous because it's not like they had months to prepare for this of, you know, oh, you know, I have a girlfriend, you know, months later. Oh, we're engaged. You know, it, it's just, I'm married, by the way. So I w- now that you say that, like, uh, a, a character that reminds me of her is, is actually Nagisa. I'm imagining what Nagisa would be like if her son, like, if she had her child Nagisa. come back and say, you know, we're married. That's that's fair, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's exactly who I would... Or the mom, would... too. The mom. She's Nagisa's mom. She's frantic at all. She's very calm. And she's very calm, and she, she takes things very, very well. Very well. Actually, too well sometimes. Sometimes way too well, yeah. <laughs> like, so I don't think she can be surprised that yeah. that woman has foresight. 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It's just so good. It's so wholesome. It's fun. There were some really cool conversations between the parents and uh, and Sukasa. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get a little bit more foreshadowing into Sukasa. Yeah. Um, and maybe some like, plot you know, points like that we've may talked come. About how like we're suspicious on whether or not she's like actually a moon person. Or if this is just an allegory. Pretty 98% people, sure. After this episode, we are very confident that she's now a moon person. Just some subtle lines that get dropped. Like when they're talking about the history of this place, uh, she's like, yeah, the buildings are different, but it's not like mountains, you know, change. I still recognize this area. It's been a thousand years or so, but it's, yeah. uh, you Everybody know, the mountains don't change that often. And then, like, she, like, again, the dad's an archaeologist, and he has this, like, ancient document written in, like, old hey. Japanese, which... They can't. You can't just read without studying yeah. that. You know, she just picks it up and starts reading it. She's you like, know? "It'd be funny if I, someone uh, kept the letter that I wrote to." Uh... Yeah, she mentions it's a love letter, essentially. Yeah, she's like, "Man, I'd be embarrassed if someone was reading my love letter." But it does. So and the, the dad's like, "Did you just read that?" He's like, "And then like she like get, changes the conversation." Well, and then they get distracted by NASA and she puts it down and and then like. You know, they were doing something mildly sacrilegious at this one guy's shrine from a thousand years ago. And Nasa's like, oh, what, isn't that offensive to so-and-so? And she's like, nah, he's not one to, to, to get upset by those kinds of things. And it's just like, seems pretty sus, Sukasa. <laughs> I saw you vet an admin. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. Good show. Definitely, oh, 10 out of 10, would recommend. Mm-hmm. I think the, that's it for today's episode, though. Uh, yeah. Next week, we are going to talk about the Heaven's Field trilogy as it just wrapped up, and we like it. At well, least I like it. I, Duncan hates it. I liked it. He, he, it, he, it makes him angry, viscerally so. I, he was violent. He had to be restrained in the theater. <laughs> I have no One, I don't know what you're talking about. And B... anyway guys we all love you uh keep loving each other be 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 good to each other and uh, see you later